The total amount of student loans I owe is $119,397. I owe over $40,000. I had about $25,000 in student loan debt. I'm currently in $60,000 in debt. I have $24,000 in student loans. This is The Cost of Opportunity, a podcast about student loan debt from the Cap Times. I'm Caitlin Farrell. I'm Jessica Schmidt. I'm 30 years old, and I have $50,000 in student debt. Jessica Schmidt has had a reckoning with her student debt. She thinks differently about the loans now, at 30, than she did when she first signed the paperwork at 17. I think my 17-year-old self was like, oh, well, you know, when I'm 25, like, I'll just figure it out. And then you realize, oh, that's not how it works. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of, like, hit me in the face. When Jessica started school as a freshman at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay in 2006, she wasn't too worried. A couple of years in, that changed. Once I started to realize that how expensive college was and... You know, going into it, I had people say, well, you know, student debt is good debt and don't worry about it. And I felt that maybe in my case, I didn't have a lot of financial mentors who who were kind of coaching me in some of these real life applications. And so I started to realize slowly, like, oh, <laughs> this is very expensive. Jessica decided to take some time off school so she could work full time to save money. It ultimately took her seven years to finish her bachelor's degree. It's kind of shameful <laughs> that um, sort of up until up until recently, or I think um, I was fortunate to have a lot of loans that uh, I didn't have to pay back while in school. But there became a point where I needed to take a break and I was working a lot in it. I just felt like I needed to save up for a lot of things. And so once you're out of school, um, you have to start paying your loans back. And then so it was like, oh, Wow, it's, it's hard to come up with a, an extra $120 a month. The problem was that when she took time off, interest on her loans compounded. Seeing one of those bills was a big wake-up call. Sometimes because it's so big and overwhelming, maybe as a safety mechanism, like we put it in the back of our head, like, okay, we have student debt and we're just going to put it in the corner and not think about it. But when you have it printed out or when it's in your face, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much money. And then it hits you and like, I saw that piece of paper and like, I cried. I just busted out into tears. And like, I'm not lazy. It's not that I'm not trying to pay back these loans. I just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm swimming in debt and I can't get out of it. That's, that's when panic sets in. I feel like that's when reality sets in. Jessica is now at UW-Madison getting a master's degree in communications. She works in the financial aid office, waitresses, and also looks for other short-term gigs. Earlier this year, she participated in a UW medical study where she took an experimental drug. Researchers were trying to figure out whether the drug could reduce the effects of stress. Part of it included... Um, stressing me out and so to see if the drug was working and so they stressed me out by administering electrical shocks <laughs> so my parents and friends are like you're crazy and I'm like well but I got four hundred dollars so <laughs> you know you you do what you have to do and uh, I know some people donate plasma or other things like that. Jessica is trying to figure out how to earn enough money to pay off debt while not burning herself out. The most I've ever worked was probably three jobs at one time 
while being in school. And I was working maybe 60 hours a week, and I started to get physical injuries. And and I'm healthy. I have a a healthy body weight. I've never really had any serious medical issues, but like my legs were cramping, and you know, then I couldn't sleep. When I feel, when I personally feel financial pressure or the need to work harder for financial gain versus academic gain, you know, I feel, I feel like I let myself down where. You know, I want to be doing the best that I can in school, but I have these economic needs. Debt can be crippling for the person who has it, but it can affect other people too, like family members and your significant other. I was meeting with um, two friends of mine, you know, just casually, and we were having dinner. And, uh, you know, one of the friends had said something, and we started to we started to talk about like adulting and 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 loans and money and stuff, and. Um, she had just gotten married and they were talking about how, you know, she was giving some money or they were using some of their combined income for, um, her spouse's student debt. And so the other friend was like, what do you mean? I would never marry somebody if they had student debt and like very serious about it. And, you know, I have student debt. And so for someone to, to even hear that you would just completely not consider marriage with someone who has student debt and of course we're both like well what do you mean everybody has student debt and it it became a very lively conversation jessica has talked to her boyfriend about her situation but it's still a sensitive part of their relationship to navigate you know i try to be very transparent and open with my boyfriend who we're going on like two and a half years together so he knows how much i owe and it's still kind of a, a sensitive issue because, you know, at, at some point, yeah, we, we might have a combined income and there will be that there will be that day where it's like, OK, well, you know, I I know we want to save it for this vacation or I know we have to put money on our mortgage, but I have to pay off this loan. And so that recently has been kind of like, oh, it's <laughs> it's not just about me and the decisions that I make. And that's um, a little bit hard to face, too. Jessica says sometimes she feels isolated and ashamed as she tries to handle her debt responsibly while figuring out her career. She realizes now she didn't have much financial guidance from her parents, who are encouraging, but also limited in their knowledge of the student loan system. Um, You know, my my parents, um, they have not gone to a four-year university. I'll hear comments like, well, you know, student debt is good debt, or, you know, Debt is just a part of college, and, you know, everybody goes through it. One, I feel that that is sort of not acknowledging the day-to-day struggles and realities of it. And also, it kind of upsets me, too. Just when I hear those things, I think, like, why does school have to be this expensive? Or why does school have to be this hard? And if we just take it for granted, or if we just, as a society, say, well... That is just a part of education. It's just what you have to go through. Then we can never really progress and have deeper conversations into, well, how can we make education affordable? At times, there is a lot of despair. It can be hard to keep that at bay. Um, you know, sometimes I stay up at night, you know, just like worrying and thinking about it. And, you know, I think, my gosh, like, why am I in grad school? Will I ever get a job that will pay back any of this? And, you know, I lose sleep and... You know, I try to stay positive, but it doesn't, it doesn't help me sleep at night. 
Jessica thinks we need to talk more about how debt relates to larger issues, like the cost of health care, housing, and food. When you have student debt, um, it becomes extremely complicated, and it's this web, and it's these intersections, and it becomes complicated and, and really tricky very fast. Especially for people who are economically disadvantaged, um, it's really easy to justify taking that money because... You know, I've already had friends who have been in car accidents or have these medical bills, and they were stuck without insurance. And, well, they have these student loan options, and that's not what it's there for, but there's nobody really checking. And, you know, if you're if you're pressed in that situation, you know, and you have to pay for your car or you have to, um, you know, I know some students have children. They have to take care of their children. You know, and there's this, this big pot of money that's available and you're thinking about the immediate rather than, oh, well, in 20 years from now, I'll still be paying this interest. With everything she's gone through, Jessica says she's heartened to see that information about the realities of debt is becoming more accessible to students. When I reflect on the information that I got when I was 18, you know, I was given a paper brochure, 50 pages, eight-page font, like, oh, you have a question? Yeah, it's on page 42, and, you know, there's a blurb. My financial aid office certainly didn't have a Facebook page or a Twitter I could easily go on to or, like, an interactive website. Information is now out there like it, like it's never been before. I would advise people who are really struggling with feelings of hopelessness or in debt to consider their situation both at the micro and macro level. At the micro level or the individual level, understand that you're doing the best that you can and you need to tell yourself that first and foremost because you know what your capabilities are, you know the effort that you're doing, and ultimately a lot of people, they understand that they're working hard. Um, so you can't be the one to beat yourself up to. Uh, so stay strong in, in that way. And if you, if you make it a plan with steps and take action, little by little, it's something that you can overcome. Thanks to Eric Lawrenson, who edits and mixes this podcast. And thanks to you again for listening. I'm Caitlin Farrell.